0: as we get into part three vito working for a distributor isn't necessarily what you know about the wine per se is it more about uh, being a good salesman
1: yeah um, uh, as long as you're educated in what you're selling yes you're absolutely correct to me i kind of had a leg up because i was italian and so working with an italian distributor uh which was from my hometown which is you know it's another not a funny story but it's, it was much easier for me and so I would go into an Italian restaurant, I'm Italian. So your head, you already have kind of broken that first barrier. Yeah, you, you just build connections. It's all about relationships and really building those, those connections. Uh, but then moving to a restaurant, it was a, you know, find on restaurant, it was very different because that you need to be knowledgeable about food, about wine, about pairing. So that's when my journey really started in terms of like really studying. And I had the opportunity to meet with a lot of producers. And so that's when I started fostering more of, of, of that passion for for stories. Um, and so to me, I think that's what we talked about before. It was never about selling the most expensive bottle of wine. To me has always been about how can I create a great experience? And get people to really get what they're looking for, right? Really surprise them so they will come back. And so even if um, everybody in in the space and in restaurants, but I guess it's in sales in general, they're just trying to increase their their sales, right? Their their revenue. I sold the most expensive. I sold you know ten thousand worth of wine. To me, was I'd be happy selling five, but then getting that customer back three, four more times, which over the course of a year right you're generating more revenue for the restaurant so it's i've always had that mindset that that my dad taught me on how to really do business out of sale um that has really kind of helped me um really move up
0: when you're working with the wine industry maybe you can answer this question for me what is the science behind the whole philosophy of you know red pairing red wine with red meat and white wine with fish why is that so crucial
1: that's a very great question. So obviously there are guidelines on, right? Red wine, it's a no, no, no with fish. And it's very simple. The, the, the reason why it's because a wine overpowers food, right? you never want that, right? It's an experience. And so you want to taste the food and you want the wine to just complement that. So that's a rule. But there's something that, that I get backlash from when I speak to, 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 to friends, or even when I worked in restaurants, the wine industry has kind of put a stigma on what's right or what's wrong. And to me, it's all about what you like. So when it comes to wine pairing, I try not to follow the kind of what the rule is. I try to say, hey, what is something that you like? Obviously, if you're making, you know, if you're in a fine dining restaurant like Giorgio Armani, you're making a wine pairing, it just becomes you have to follow some guidelines. You're trying to elevate the experience. But if you're at home, and you're having pizza, or you're having pasta, there isn't, to me, a rule on what you're supposed to, as long as you're just enjoying it and and you're having a good time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, when I'm uh, watching TV, you know, watching the Lakers or the Dodgers or the Rams and kicking back and uh, having some good wine with uh, some nice salty French fries.
1: I love that, I mean, my favorite (laughs) pairing, my favorite pairing is pizza and champagne, or pizza and fried chicken. So that's very simple, right? It's nothing, you know, nothing very sophisticated. Um, but but I think it's at the end of the day, it's really what you enjoy. Um, usually fried food goes very well with champagne. So next time you, you get French fries, I would highly recommend a bottle of champagne or wristling.
0: Well, somebody answer that phone? It's time, boys and girls, for our listener voicemail. Aloha from Hilo, Hawaii. Hey, Forrest, this is Shane. longtime listener, first time caller. Hey Forrest, recently I went to the mainland and visited a vineyard. I ended up buying like 12 bottles of wine. I really wanted to know what temperature should I store these things if I don't have a wine cellar? Hey Shane, a great question. A couple of things to keep in mind if you don't have your own wine cellar. You want to keep it dark away from sunlight. You don't want any radical temperature changes 55 degrees is optimal temperature but you can do it anywhere between 45 and 65 just as long as there aren't any drastic temperature changes also if you can keep the wine on its side as you don't want the cork to be disconnected from the wine you don't want that cork drying out thank you for listening and taking the time to ask that great question thank you for listening i'm forrest kelly this episode of the Best 5 Minute Wine podcast was produced by I Hizzle. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure.